Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, I'm Dr. Howard Rankin, and welcome to The Miracle Within You, a show at the intersection of psychology, medicine, and spirituality that considers how the mind and body interact with each other to influence health and healing. With years of experience as a practicing psychologist in the health and wellness fields, and as a writer covering amazing stories of healing, I will explore with my guests how numerous factors influence our lives and our health. Thank you for listening. And welcome to today's edition of The Miracle Within You. Uh, today, I'm delighted to have me all, have with me all the way from rainy San Diego, California, uh, Nikki Faldemeli, who is an expert in a lot of things, um, she's written a lot of bestsellers, and she is uh, you know, a delightful lady, very interested in the things that we talk about on the show, the mind, body, healing, all that sort of stuff. So without further ado, Nikki, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. I so appreciate you having me on the show. Yes, it's great. Uh, Nikki and I got to know each other a couple of years ago when working on a book about exponential individuals called the exponential individuals playbook which you can still get on amazon uh, it was an interesting project because it was written by about 14 experts including nikki um, from around the world literally on how to find meaning purpose and be exponential so it was a really interesting uh, project. You can imagine it's not easy to edit a book written by uh, 14 different people, but um, that's where I met. Nikki, tell us about your your career trajectory and how you get to be where you are today. Wow. Uh, well, I'm on about my fourth career. <laughs> I'm one of those that's uh, a digital nomad, and so I keep moving around. But I was uh, I was raised an artist. I thought I wanted to do dance and art for a living. But people convinced me that there's no money in it. And of course, there's no reason to be in existence if you're not going to have the house, the white picket fence, the two cars, etc. <laughs> it's like, all right. So I studied science and I went into the scientific field. Um, my husband-to-be was a medical student and I went into research science. And so I was supposedly going to run the lab for his practice, etc. And then that marriage disastrously fell apart during med school, which is, I guess, a very high percentage of mm -hmm. loss of marriage. Um, and so, you know, I, I went out into the world as a scientist, but I almost immediately got plucked out of the lab to do marketing and advertising. So it's within the biotech space, but on the on the artistic side. So to me, the creativity was was resolved in that. And so, you know, marketing and sales and biomedical instrumentation and the disposables that went with them, get, getting with, you know, science labs and pharmaceutical companies, et cetera, um, had a pretty good career. And people would just come and find me and, and, you know, promote me into bigger and better roles. But I got to the point where it's like, you know, the pharmaceutical companies are keeping people sick by getting them addicted to all these medications. And they have 14 pills a day to take just to handle side effects of the other ones that they've had. And so I thought, you know, there's a, there's something that's not quite right in this picture. So I kind of exited that world and went into media for a bit and then study, started to study spirituality and energy work. And so somatic body work, um, tantra, pranic healing, Native American studies, you know, ceremonies from from that, and just really understanding the the energy behind life itself. And now, you know, we're learning so much about quantum quantum fields and how energy expands beyond what we even can conceive and into multiple dimensions. It's like this is all 
fairly new to me. You know, I didn't study religion except, you know, for the fact that I saw the hypocrisy in organized religion, like at age 10. So in college, I studied world religions and I thought, okay, there's something more to it. But then I went into science, so it didn't really fit. At the time, scientists weren't proving that any metaphysics was real or, you know, provable or whatever, logical, whatever you wanted to call it. There was a lot of uh, hype around that. So I did study some of the spirituality, some of the energy work, um, realized that I had a couple of gifts myself. And so, you know, I became a, a hands-off healer, you know, healing from a distance, that sort of thing. And then I also, you know, studied a little bit. I've just been delving a little bit into mediumship and understanding, communicating with spirit guides and being led by your inner wisdom, as well as the guidance of whatever you want to call it, source or creator or whatever you want to call it. So yeah. I guess I found myself all the way coming full circle into um, I'm actually the CFO and the executive director to a, an interfaith community. So the Madonna interfaith community is something that we have weekly Sunday services and have guest speakers and people come in and talk about anything that they believe in. And, and we, we kind of accept just about anything as long as it's moral and ethical and <laughs> In a good way, we're trying to do better in this world as the human beings that exist here. And so I've had a lot of experience just from the vastness of, you know, spirituality now into the high tech world of you were mentioning the exponential individual. And there's these exponential technologies that are out now, which is AI and machine learning and all of these things that are kind of disrupting industries. And so I got really interested in that and started le learning about blockchain and cryptocurrency and tokenomics and all those sorts of things. So that's part of the community where, where we got connected as well, where we were practicing with different types of governance of organizations and doing business in the world, trying to disrupt the systems that are broken. Yeah, yeah, a great story. And, and what I enjoy about it, and like about it, many things, but that you found, ultimately, you found uh, a place for your obviously natural interests and talents. Yeah. Um, and I love those stories. And it happens to so many people. You know, they start yeah. off in life and then they get into formal schooling and then they think about, well, well, how can I earn a decent living? And, you know, they find themselves removed sometimes exponentially from what they knew as a kid they love right. doing right right and then they find their way back if you're lucky right if you're lucky yeah mm, yeah yeah very important message there right there i think yeah yeah and i think know? we all have maybe multiple careers within us because no. We evolve as beings and even relationships, you know, every decade or so, I call them 10 year relationships, you kind of move into a different field. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't fit to be with the same group of people forever. So we're doing the same thing. Exactly. Well, right. Yeah. So exactly. yeah, we talked about that in the exponential individuals yearbook about how you find what is your meaning and purpose and how do you adapt that right into your life, put it into your life, because Without that, eh, can be a little <laughs> bit of a challenge. <laughs> well, it is a challenge. And you see the, the young people today have such issue with what they're calling it mental health. Um, it's basically the emotional side of not fitting into your world and not really feeling where your your passion or your skill or your talent is because you're put into this mold. And it's like the K through 12 system is so structured and tested on a biased system. And so, so many things are going wrong with it. And as Buckminster Fuller used to say, you don't try to fix a broken system. You come up with something better to replace it. And then and that becomes the norm. And so that's what we're doing with these exponential um, ideas is kind of coming up with the new norm and how we're supposed to be or meant to be in this life. How do you, I'm sure that this is a um, many-sided question, um, how have you accommodated spirituality and science? In what ways have you been able to do that? Well, you know, like I said, I studied world religions in college, and it wasn't a track. It wasn't necessarily my my um, passion to do it, but I was just curious. And so I understood that there are different ways of looking at 
these organized religions or the ones that are written down in books and Bibles and such. Um, but it really didn't sit with me until I was several years into raising kids and being my science specialty, where I realized that there is more to life than just the house, the white picket fence, the cars, the kids, you know. And so I studied, I guess the first thing I tried was, I guess it was the Tantra field. I had my first teacher in Washington, D.C. Um, and she basically opened up the world to breath work, you know, breath, sound, and the energetic of moving in your body and feeling less shame about your body. So there was there was the physical, the mental, and then the, I guess, the mind, body, spirit piece. And so then I started to learn to meditate and do breath work. And then I started uh, down the path. Gosh, it was a few years before I went to the West Coast. But when I went to the West Coast, then I started um, seeking out retreat centers. And so I ended up running a retreat center in Sedona for five years. And we brought through several experts, different gurus, different teachers, different healers, different ways of being. And they all brought people with them. And so we had these retreats and I got to be exposed to so many more things. And I thought, you know, this is really intriguing because every one of them that comes through is a little different and every one of them has a specialty. But based on my science background, I also was eager to see that story turned into something that was more scientifically proven because we were starting to see evidence that there were miracles that were happening and that when things do happen, they happen for a reason. And that if you look, if I mentioned Bucky Fuller, you look back to the laws of nature and how nature regenerates itself and how the earth can replenish itself, despite the humans that are putting concrete and steel and all these things on it. It's like, it's going to heal itself, whether we're here or not, right? So I was on a call earlier today and they were talking about the regenerative world and saying, you know, the humans better get at it and start to realize that they can affect change and still be here in a couple of decades because, you know, at the at the rate we're going, it's the humans that'll be wiped out, not nature. And so trying to take lessons from the laws of nature and go into these sustainability um, acts, you know, you get the science behind the sustainability projects and the um, United Nations have the sustainable development goals or the grand global challenges from Singularity University. And you realize that science plus technology plus metaphysics actually fits now and is now being published and is now being, you know, published in peer reviewed journals in the academic world. And so some of the leadership on the on the futuristic exponential side, Peter Diamandis, Salim Ismael, um, Ray Kurzweil, they talk about metaphysics now. They absolutely meditate. They absolutely take care of their body and their sleep cycles and their, you know, the the natural ways to get back to health, diet and exercise. So you're going to see more and more of that. Tony Robbins even has joined the the track and with his, you know, with his new book and then his Fountain Life um, regenerative centers, their longevity centers of anti-aging and reversing aging and getting yourself back into shape. I became a research study of one of those here in uh, San Diego. I got the full body MRI, I had my microbiome read, I did the DNA test, mm. everything in a preventive way. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I'm not looking for things that are going wrong, even though I might find them. Um, but I'm looking for things going right, and then monitoring over time, a preventive, preventive cycle and, you know, prevention and prediction and being able to personalize everything that we go through. There are like five pieces of health. And so we're going through that now. Yes. And so science and spirituality fit, and it actually is all about energy. Yeah, yeah, and you mentioned an important point. I just wrote something in uh, Psychology Today about it. It was uh, the, what I call the myth, another sleep myth, which was, oh, if you take a nap, only take a short nap. Don't nap too long, you know, only for 15 minutes, because otherwise it'll ruin your sleep. Well, my experience of that is sometimes I take a nap, maybe three days a week, and I sleep for an hour to 90 minutes. Uh -huh. And when I wake up, I feel great. And yes. moreover, it does not impact my nighttime sleep at all. Right. You know, and so we take these studies and the generalization of them. And I ended with a comment that I liked, which was your best health, health information comes from you. Right. Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We have to look at ourselves, you know. 
yes, there's some general stuff out there that's generalizable or statistical. Right. right. You got to look at it yourself. Absolutely. Is this is this apply to me? Right. Yeah. Yeah, because we're all different, you know. We we react differently to vegetables. We are, react differently to chemicals, to to drugs, you know. Yeah. And so much of the pharmaceutical industry that I objected to so for so early on, were you know they they tested it on a population of a couple thousand people, and they were biased because they weren't everybody from every culture, from every you know walk of life, from every DNA history, and. The just don't fit. That is exactly, exactly right. And uh, again, in this article, you know, there was a study mentioned on 35,000 people in the 40 to 69-year-old age group looking at their sort of napping patterns. And, you know, that's a fairly impressive study, but it's 0.01% of the world's population (laughs) in that age group. That's right. That's right. Uh, and so that doesn't make it a bad study, but it doesn't mitigate either the need to say, uh, but wait a minute, there's a lot of people uh, who aren't included in this that That's may sure. have something to say, right? And so, even the geography, you know, people north or south of the equator, they're in different seasons of the world. <laughs> I know Yet that. the published studies are all about what happens in, in our case, a lot of it, North America or Europe. And it's like, okay, well, that's a piece of the pie, but yeah. we need, yeah. we need to we need more that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to continue this fascinating conversation uh, very shortly. But first, a uh, commercial message first from me. Uh, the miracle within you.com is up and sort of running. Um, so you can look on there for actually some video clips of the guests. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some of Nikki up there soon. Um, and um, some other opportunities uh, on that site, as well as a blog from me. So the miracle within you.com, also a YouTube channel. Now, we'll also take a break from our official sponsor. We'll be right back. The station that makes you feel good. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. Welcome back to The Miracle Within You. Today, Nikki Faldemireli, I think I said that right this time, is with us. Uh, actually, a lot of experience and background from uh, a degree in bio- bioscience and biotech and amazing stuff. Nikki, we were talking before the break about the individualization, of, as it were, of medicine and medical advice. Um, and I hope we've moved away from, you know, there's one drug for this and, you know, everyone's going to take it. Um, You know, I'm sure we could both rant on about that. Um, For those of you who don't know, Prozac, you know, was from those first SSRIs, a very heralded drug came out, which had millions of people on it. That study was done exclusively on men over eight weeks and the male subjects who were actually taking Prozac were also given a tranquilizer because there was fear 
of some suicidal ideation. And moreover, some people were actually switched between groups. So the the experimental experimental evidence from Prozac, you have to question that. Hopefully we've moved on a lot further from that now with the possibility of much more tech-involved, individualized care. Yeah, that that's such a, a grand way of disrupting the system, you know, the healthcare system. We call it the sick care system. Um, so that disruption comes with all kinds of intelligence and these futurists who are actually thinking through what to do to personalize this, this health journey and include everybody, you know, diversity and inclusion, of course. But there was a, um, a conference here in San Diego for a few years called Exponential Medicine run by Daniel Kraft. And he's a very wise um, futurist who basically has his eyes on just about everything that's coming out. So he's, he now runs the digital.health website, which talks about all of these new methods, new models, et cetera. And he's re reopened this exponential medicine conference as the next med health conference. And so we do that once a year here in uh, Coronado, which is south of San Diego. And the the amazing talent that shows up here are all kinds, all sizes of companies, you know, from solopreneurs to small companies to mid-sized or even Fortune 500. And they're all tackling it from different angles. And so you can get just about anything you want from this website, digital.health. And to me, it's it's the refreshing sense that we do have command of our own bodies and our own minds and our own source of resources to, to get solutions for us. And so to me, and you, you've also, you in the psychological field could probably um, relate to and conceive of the fact that the mind is so powerful that it literally is being proven scientifically that the mindset can switch on and off different genes and the way that they express themselves in our bodies. And so it's like, to me, you can take that even further. We talked about the diet and exercise. It's like, I can have total command over my body. I really don't need health insurance or I've got it just because I have to have it at this point, but I don't use it because I stay healthy by having a good mindset, by eating healthy and by taking care of my, my body. It's like, these are just amazing things. And I hear of these people that have miraculous recoveries when they set their mind to it. And so I think maybe the, the mental health is, is something we should talk about because you've got the background. Yeah, well, unquestionably, um, we've had several guests on the show who did recover after being given fatal prognoses. Um, they chose different methods, uh, some consciously, some <laughs> unconsciously, but uh, they all had in common that one thing. No, I'm not going to die. No, no. Right. And to me, there is has to be something compelling about that. Uh, whether it's energizing your cell cells, giving you know, changing the messaging that they're doing, that is miraculous, and we're just beginning to get to grips with that. You know, we're That's just right. beginning That's to right. to understand that. But my sense of medicine in the future, whether that's ten or twenty years or whatever it is, will be you know partly mindset. But it'll also be plugging into very specific cells and getting them to send the necessary messages to whoever they communicate with, you know, yeah. and change the signaling in the body and also have the mindset that goes with that. I, that's how I see it going. Perhaps, perhaps I'd be interested in your view because you have a better background than I do in this. Well, you know, I, I don't feel like my background gives the whole story, as I was taught in the system that just teaches you to do one thing. You know, it's like everybody gets to be the same in the end. I was like, well, that didn't quite work out for me. <laughs> so I think if you take the lead of people like Tony Robbins or people like Peter Diamandis or Salim Ismail, you know, these people are looking to become way better, you know, exponentially better in the way that this world works. And so they're taking it on as a very large um, goal and maybe doing it in a much bigger way than somebody like you or me can wrap our head around. Cause mm -hmm. I definitely get blown away every time I'm in the meetings with them. <laughs> but at the same time, 
while they can take a Fortune 500 company or they can take a government or a city and evolve it to a place where it's doing better and thinking more proactively and for forward thinking, those of us that are actually fans and, you know, certified in some of these methodologies, you know, we can we can affect our own world and attract the right people around us. And so we have little projects. I call them experiments. I'm like a flywheel experimentation model where I take a project and I can make something of it on a small scale and then figure out how to scale it after the fact. But you practice these things and you get a lot further in the conversation and you can actually what they call failing forward, you can fail and learn from that and be better the next time. So then you choose something five times down the road that's you probably didn't even fathom the first time you tried. Absolutely, yeah. That's just the natural evolution of why, and also why you need to stick with things because the answer doesn't typically come right away. It's, you know, you dig down and the more yep. you find, the more you questions you have until you you know, hit something that really makes a huge difference. So, yes, your combination here of understanding science and biotech and and also the spiritual angle, you know, the mm -hmm. faith, the belief, the energy, the embodiment, for me that is so important that people, yeah. it's not just an idea, they embody it, they feel it. And when That's you amazing. feel it and it goes through your system, now you're influencing it, right? Yeah, yes. And, you know, you talk to people who have the connection with their spirit guides or with whatever you want to call them, angels, whatever. And they've found a formula, and I'm still practicing, but I'm living it to the degree that I can, and I get to choose. I get to choose whether I fall prey to fear or whether I fall prey to one of those voices that's contradicting, you know, in my, in my field. But then I can say, okay, wait a minute, what is it in me? And what can I learn from what I've experimented and failed to do before, so that I'm vibrating at a different level, in a different sequence or frequency, and feeling the awe. I mean, to me, it's about being so embodied that you feel the awe behind how powerful the energy fields are, and that we are we stem from that. That's part of me too. And, you know, we, we talk about finding the divine within, but if you believe in divinity, we are all a part of that. And it's like, there's no separation there. And so when, when we can choose to be in that way, I believe that we can do miles beyond what any recognized institution could have taught us. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. I'd be interested if you have any, um, personal experiences or experience with other people you've worked with or heard other people talk about that kind of were mind-blowing for you. Um, I'm sure you have. Yeah, I, I guess one of, the, one of the things that comes to mind is I was studying with a, a woman who's very energetically connected. I didn't even know how, how connected she was, but she was into the regenerative agriculture. So she had a, a business where she developed these farms that would feed entire cities and they were sustainable. And so, you know, she had a couple of good exits. She was an architect and all these other things, but she was also very much into the spiritual connection of finding the fun and the play within us. And so she would teach these, these webinars and I would go away thinking, oh, my gosh, I haven't had fun in a decade. I need to do something fun. So she gave us these little exercises, sent us out on treasure hunts and things like that. So I all of a sudden started manifesting all of these toys in my life. It's like I haven't been around young kids in a long time. And all of a sudden, these toys are appearing in front of me all over the place. <laughs> but she was trying to, to educate us in the class that we can manifest and we can bring things into being, whether it's physical or energetic or just a belief, whatever the shift needs to be. And so I was thinking, you know, I'm so distracted. I'm in so many different projects that I can't get anything done. I'm just constantly switching from one pot to another. So I I, I kind of took from one of her classes, I said, okay, I'm going to go within and I'm going to really focus and manifest productivity 
and I'm just going to do this thing. And so I, all of a sudden, just miraculously, I had two hours of focus on one single project. And I told myself to do that. And it's like, I really can command this. I really can't do that for myself. So I called her up afterwards and I said, you're not going to believe what I just did. <laughs> so, you know, she said that you can do almost every day. And so she mm. was telling me stories about other people in her life. She had this one woman who was trying to manifest abundance in, in finances mm. and she's doing it too. And so I said, okay, I started listening to this podcast. What are you listening to? And so we started sharing these, these resources and basically this other woman in her life started manifesting money in her bank account, unknown deposits into her account. And I said, are you sure that's not a scam? <laughs> and so she said, it's been going on for a couple of months now. She like every couple of weeks gets a deposit into her account in different amounts that come from seemingly nowhere. And nobody's objecting. Nobody's, you know, re asking for a refund. So she started spending the money and having the time of her life. <laughs> it's like, I want to do that. So for the next two weeks, I was on my meditation walk. I'm going to find a wallet laying around. I'm going to find a bag of money. <laughs> but the woman that was teaching this stuff also found a bag of money. She found a like a trash bag that was wet and it had like $40,000 in it. And so she ended up drying it. She laid it out on her bed and dried it and took pictures of it and said, you can manifest. <laughs> So I'm still hanging out with them. <laughs> yeah, can you <laughs> give me that number? I've manifested the cash flow yet. <laughs> well, yeah, and again, um, people can think of manifest in in different ways, but yeah. but you know, at a sort of basic, perhaps more more credible level, it's like, okay, I'm going to put my time into this. I'm not going to spend my time doing these other things. I'm really going to dedicate myself to this, and obviously that can manifest simply as a result of increased productivity and a mindset that is about that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it's not that you just have to trip over, you know, a million dollars happening, sitting, sitting in your driveway, though right. that would be very nice. <laughs> I have to agree, but it's, where are you putting that energy? Yeah. Right. And you know, you've heard, you've heard law of attraction. And Absolutely. so I think there's, there's something to it, but I think that's not yet complete. I believe that, yes, you surround yourself with people who vibrate as high as you want, you know, and so I put myself, I'm never the smartest person in the room as an example, but that doesn't mean I'm dumb. It just means that I'm putting myself in the possibility that I could get more mileage out of this circle of people as opposed to somebody else or another um, group. And so by doing so, I think we choose our destination and I've heard from some of these other spiritual leaders um, that are connected to their guides and, and actually get messages from beyond that say that say you literally can choose anything. And they even talk about interdimensional existence. We can be living in a different dimension. And it's something that Peter Diamandis has even said. He says, are we living in a different dimension? Are we in a different field by being in this mindset of productivity and, you know, abundance mm. and transformation of the world. And the answer often comes back. Yes. And it's like, Oh, if, if only I could choose my position, whether it's financial or emotional or, you know, in a loving relationship or not, whatever it is, if I can change on a dime, the way that my life is, then the answers truly are from within. And that's mm -hmm. where come full circle. What you were starting to mention is we have to have that intimate knowledge of our own self to be able to manifest anything, any of it. Right. Right. And we can manifest misery too. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people do. A yes. lot of people do, right? That's yes. their thought. Their thought is, you know, very negative thoughts, uh, and depressing thoughts. Well, if you think that you're going to be depressed. I mean, exactly. it's as simple as that. Exactly. Really. Um, so, yes, I, again, there's a continuum here, and, and it's easy to be skeptical, but at a core level, which is surround yourself with the right people, give yourself yeah. the right messages, make the time, feel empowered to do this, Definitely. then chances are there's some good things that are going to happen. Yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you one thing that I – 
learned the hard way was I'll sometimes fall asleep to either a podcast or a video or whatever. I sometimes I'll bin, binge watch a series on Netflix or something. But when I'm sleeping and I've got this thing going around in my ear, I'm finding that my dreams are affected. And so I've had really challenging dreams, negative dreams, when there's a lot of shooting and killing and stuff like that going on. Or I've had really lovely experiences where it's like, oh, I just got a message from beyond because I was in this state of allowing anything mm -hmm. to come through and mm -hmm. anything positive to come through. We put boundaries on it. We don't want yeah. the negative spirits right. coming through, et cetera. So it's like, I've, I've experienced both of them. And so mm -hmm. I, I no longer watch, you know, the, the drama and action thrillers. <laughs> right, right. And unfortunately, so much of what counts as entertainment today is negative. It's violent. Yes. It's immoral. It's about immorality. It's about crime. It's, and, yeah. and God knows what all those video games have done to the generations of kids who play it. Yeah. Mm, anyway, let's not go down there. Let's take a quick break uh, for this commercial, and we'll be right back. UK Health Radio, the station that makes you feel good. So, you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out, everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. UK Health Radio, the station that makes you feel good. Welcome back to the miracle with Inu. Uh, today I'm talking with my friend Nikki. I still have trouble with your last name, Nikki. Um, um, amazing story, uh, amazing person who has background in science and spirituality and healing, really uh, a lot of wonderful experiences she's been talking about. And um, there are some amazing things that, that happen. And uh, I, perhaps I should share this, um, which is my most amazing experience on this. I had a, a couple come to me in therapy that are married, and the um, man his sister committed suicide when she was out in Colorado. And they were very concerned about her, about what happened to her, dying in that way. And so they went out to Colorado, to the site where she did this. And while they were there, they got a phone call. And the phone call, they picked it up, number they didn't know. And it sounded like his sister saying, don't worry about me, I'm fine. I'm really fine. I found my way, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what the heck? So they hung up and they called this number, which they didn't know. It was a woman in Atlanta. And she said, well, honestly, I don't remember any of that, but numerous people have called me in the past to say something similar. Wow. How mind-blowing is that? And, and these guys aren't you know, wacky, whatever, very grounded people. Um, that just blew my mind. And theirs, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the uh, the mediums who channel these people and they give their messages and they don't necessarily know what the messages are. They don't have the, the recall because right. they just allow that to be facilitated through their body, through the vessel that mm -hmm. is this human body. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I'm. I took some classes in that. I was kind of curious, but I'm not sure I want to be a medium. <laughs> I like talking to live people too, <laughs> but trying to affect the future. You know, I think you know with this with the whole idea of suicide and and like like I said, the mental fitness of young people these days is they're they're torn because they have skills. They're born with more skills than we ever would know, and they have this adaptability to take on the fast technology and how things are changing and moving and thinking through the, through the world. So we actually did a next gen podcast for a while and we talked to young people about what their ideas were to fix some of these industries that are being disrupted. It's like, I don't, I have too much history. I have too many things in my brain about how things could have, would have, should have been. I don't have a fresh set of eyes. So I want your ideas. And so we started building games for young people. And building the games, like you were talking about earlier, you don't want the shoot them, kill them, you know, how many people can you kill to get your points? You want things that are more positive and more functional. So one of the games that we built was an ocean cleanup game. And as people were moving through the idea of the game, they brought in the influences of things that they had taken advantage of, which did have guns and, you know, gathering all these things but they spun it in such a way that this is what the future needs to be. And instead of, you know, people shooting, they were popping bubbles or they were, you know, sorting through trash and, you know, matching, you know, tin cans that they found in the ocean or something like that. (laughs) So I think that we can take that to another level. And the languaging is so important. I think the words that we use are really important. And that's where when I was raising my kids, rap was such a big deal and they loved it. My boys just loved rap music. And I said, I'm not going to let you listen to those swear words and to all of that negativity. And so it was a real struggle with my own kids. But now young people are finding some purpose and some cause in solving some of these dilemmas. And so I'm really looking forward to what the future holds, because I think I'll just be there as a wisdom keeper to say, okay. If you're going to go off this cliff by doing that experiment, I'll be the ledge that catches you. But keep trying, because <laughs> I think that's where the answers are going to come from. I don't think I'm going to be the brainiac that that solves all those problems. <laughs> mm, yeah, but you probably um, help stimulate those ideas and support them yeah. and facilitate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Now, you've written many books. Um, can you tell the audience uh, about some of them or whichever ones yeah. you wish? I, yeah, I did a little stint as a as a publishing company um, when it was really popular to self-publish. And so I helped people self-publish their own books. So I wrote three myself, but then we had a group of people that took other people to number one bestseller. So that was the, the thing that got sold. And then we helped them with the whole process. But the number one bestseller was the selling point and the unique proposition. So most of them were business books. Um, I, I did a few that were a little on the spiritual side, but for the most part, they were like digital marketing and how to run a business and how to be transformational, uh, personal development books in a lot of cases. So yeah, I mean, what I've written um, to date has been more business focused. Um, what I am writing right now is I've got a collection of 16 authors right now where we're putting together case studies for small and medium businesses to take their exponential methodology to another level to try to disrupt the world for good. So it's sustainability, it's AI for doing good, it's positive generated stuff, regenerative um, agriculture is one of them. We're actually doing a, um, a landfill gas emission project right now. So we're trying to address these sustainable development goals to change the world for good but in such a way that people can actually, like you and me, who have maybe a certification or two in a certain field, and I can actually make something of it for a small and medium business. Because the small and medium businesses are 90% of the GDP. It's like, and we get ignored a lot of times. We're having trouble finding clients because the Fortune 500 companies have them or all the consulting companies have them or what have you. And it's like, wait a minute, there's there's way more to be done here. So this book is a compilation of small and medium businesses, solopreneurs, small businesses like you and me who say, I have a voice and I can make a difference. And here's an example. Here's a use case. And then here's the story that goes behind it. So the chapter will be the story. 
the use case can stand on its own and be a promotional tool. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. I know how you can do this for the future. And no matter what your industry, there's somebody that's done something successful before you. So that's the transformation piece of that one. <laughs> yeah, really good. Excellent. And what do you have any other services and products that you promote and, and offer? Yeah, I, I definitely have the, not just the publishing side of it, but taking this methodology, uh, this consulting to another level. So taking an industry that exists that's having a struggle with, ooh, am I going to make it in this fast-paced world? Like ChatGPT is one example. The AI bots are now commanding certain jobs and certain talents. And so people that are creative or authors are saying, I'm being displaced because so many people can write their own books now that they're not hiring me to do this anymore. And so what I say to that is, no, I think it's an augmentation of our creativity so we help get people through those, you know, blockages of, of the old mindset. You know, it's like, okay, how can we disrupt ourselves by using one or two or three attributes of what it takes to be exponential? So we do provide that service. And, uh, you know, it's in the form of either a sprint where we come in as a team and take a company or its division or its, you know, um, department to another level, or we can do it with a small business on a one-on-one coaching kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so I've got that on my website is exoangels.com. Exoangels.com. So okay, great. Excellent. Excellent. Now, you talked about your interfaith community. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be interested to know a bit more about what you've experienced you know, by organizing that and running it. Yeah, it's a it's a longer story than I'm than I have in my existence. I came into the fold later, but it's a 40 year old organization. It's a 501c3. It's called the Madonna Ministry International. And then we started doing business as Madonna Interfaith Community because so many people were associating Madonna with Catholicism. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, no, mm-hmm. we're way more than just the Catholic Church and, and quite quite beyond that, because <laughs> that's an organized religion that's been proven to have some shady, you know, uh, closet stories, etc. So what we did was we basically said we're an interfaith community, a church without walls, if you would. And so even before the pandemic, we were meeting in person sometimes, but for the most part, just a weekly Sunday services on Zoom, something like this. And uh, we bring in different speakers so that we have the variety. Um, so we can, we can like in bulk was the most recent um, holiday, if you wanted to call it that, which is the, the halfway point between winter solstice and spring equinox. And so it's a seeding, it's a reseeding of the land, if you would, where you can make change happen. And so we did this thing called the prayer that gets you results. And so we took an old prayer that had old terminology in it, and we rewrote it through AI. I have AI rewriting these these works of of being that talk about the patriarchy or the you know the God's word and all these things that people have an objection to because they've been associated with you know the damaging side of organized religion. And so we we gender neutralize everything in these prayers or in these you know, topics that we come to talk about, or even in the mediumship, you know, it's like, we don't talk about, you know, what, what are they psychic um, investigators, you know, the all the murder and mayhem, it's like, we don't talk about those things. <laughs> we talk about how pleasant it is to meet those that have gone before you, and how um, you literally can get rid of the guilt or fear that you had anything to do with somebody else's death. And so it's like, taking these ideas to a more positive spin is enhancing the way that we can coexist. And if we coexist in such a way that we can accept people for their differences and accept people where they are, meet them where they are, then we don't have to have all the judgment and the negativity that comes with shame and guilt and fear and that sort of thing. So we really try to spruce up the possibility that we can command who we interact with even if it's family we can confront family in a in a kind and gentle way as opposed to you know misery and restriction right yeah Yeah, absolutely a really important aspect i think um for humanity generally Mm -hmm. uh, is and there are messages you know i'm sure in all sorts of religions and parables and, and what have you about 
you know, meet people where they're at, not where they've been, not where you think they've been or what have you. Somebody yeah. comes and says, yeah, I really screwed up. I'm, I'm so sorry. Don't get angry with them. They're doing what you want them to do. Reinforce that. But right. yeah, so many people just react impulsively rather than think about what they're doing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome people Understanding in. that it's choice. I mean, to me, that's the biggest gift I could give anybody is that they get to choose how to respond, how to react. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. I mean, we can talk about Viktor Frankl and, and all of that, but, exactly. but absolutely true. You have the choice of how you respond to anything. Okay. Yeah. So make it a conscious choice. Not an impulse, right? right? Not right. an emotional reaction. If people could manage that and to, to develop that level of emotional control, intelligence, whatever you want to call it, they could right. do that. Oh my gosh, the world would instantly be a much better place. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time today and for all your efforts. Uh, you really epitomize, personalize what you've been talking about. So, yeah. uh, for having to, me. this has been great. Absolutely. We'll have you come back in the future and tell us how these projects uh, are going. Yeah, we'll tell you about the next miracle. How's that? There we go. <laughs> Excellent. In the meantime, stay Thank safe, you. keep doing what you're doing. Thanks Thank for you listening so to this edition of The Miracle Within You. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Miracle Within You. Join me next time when I continue to explore the power of the mind-body, and how it can be employed to enhance health and healing. A new year is full of surprises, but one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take care of orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.